okay. <clears throat> you make me feel. Oh, yeah, I guess. That'd be you fun. make I me feel. You make me feel like a natural woman. Let's talk about these lyrics. Let's talk about what they mean. Yeah, there's actually some implication because she's not natural woman. She's from computer. It's the most on the nose music selection she's, in any. But movie. Adam, she's from computer. She. <laughs> it should have been <laughs> human woman. I feel like that would have done. You make me feel like a human woman. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Very nice. You make me feel like I'm not from computer. Ooh, another. <laughs> now, why are we singing robotified versions of hit songs? Wait, you want to hear a robotified version of that song? <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad I can peek in your psyche and see what you think a robot sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) And I think yours was more accurate. Thank you. I spend a lot of time around robots. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and a famous robot JK. fan. You're kind of like Al Pacino. Mm. I'm kind of like Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, Al, are you here with us right now? I am. Well, well, you can't see it, but your eyes, they're striking. How are you doing this? What's Brando Al, like? I'm doing great. Hey, do Scarface. I've never seen that movie. Really? You, you were in it? Yeah, you never watched <laughs> you it? Started you started it. Well, I was on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> right? Oh, that's what that's that's awesome. they do. Oh, cocaine. method. <laughs> Al Pacino um, kind of had a rough like two decades. Like I was looking at his, like at his the, IMDb. Like the last two decades? Yeah. Like I would say that from like 2000 until like literally last year, there was he was in like no good movies. And Insomnia. Yeah, he was in Insomnia. Like that's like 2002. Yeah. Are you saying uh, The Irishman was, the, was a good one? Yeah. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the same year. Mm. But right yeah. before that, he was in The Insider in 1999, which he's amazing in. Right. And Heat, 95. Yeah, but I, this is still like 20 years. <laughs> 2002 to 2019. He needs a break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, but he, he was doing movies like constantly. <laughs> Let him bad. spend time with his grandchildren if he has yeah, them. He was, he still, he was doing be... movies. <laughs> okay. Oh, maybe he needs a break from good movies. You ever think of that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty Maybe tactics. he's given us all his acting juice, and now he's just like, you know, this is what's left. Imagine yeah. someone's throwing quotes at you from every single movie you've done when you're walking <laughs> right. on the street. I gotta yeah, do some they're forgettable like, hey, movies. Hey, Scarface. <laughs> How are you, Scarface? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Godfather. <laughs> That's oh. the famous quote from Scarface. How are you, Scarface? <laughs> Scarface, I'm gonna clean up all that cocaine. Hey, Scarface, how oh, you Scarface. doing, buddy? 
There should be, okay, you know how there's like young Sheldon? We gotta get a young Scarface. Yeah. That, that would be a hit. <laughs> oh my god. What's this podcast? True. Mm. Who are mm. we? Who are we? What's this uh, well, we are Is It Whack? Yeah. Which you are probably aware of already, judging by uh, whatever you're, still you're looking at this on. Yeah, yeah. That, the numbers. Yeah, that too. Or yeah. if you heard the theme song or like... True. Yeah. Or see the cover. Red. Yeah, yeah. Any of those things would probably point you in the direction of our show title, which is, is it whack? We debate movies and talk about their uh, whackness. Whack not meaning good or bad, but whatever it means to us on that given day. We're in the midst of a mini series called uh, Whack to the Future where, where, slash Whack 2K, where we're talking about movies about the future so my that's future the sound of the future <laughs> <laughs> if the future Did sounds it, like that that's where i want to be yeah yeah today we watched i don't even know how to pronounce this properly um simone simone mm, mm, no 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 <laughs> So one um, zero no. Uh, so one that um, zero no. Sim one, sim on, sim on. Um, yeah, I'm a. I brought this movie in. You're responsible. Um, I'm responsible. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. What okay? I want to just, I guess, preface how I saw this movie for the first time. Please. I was. <laughs> It was kidnapped. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was last year, and I was uh, I was in Montreal at my family's house, and my uncle fell asleep on the couch watching tennis, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> it's it's my time to shine. I can pick up the remote." And I swapped in, and I saw, I saw numbers in the title, and I was like, "Oh, this is funny. I love numbers <laughs> and letters." So I clicked on it, and I was stunned. I had no idea that this man Al Pacino was in this, that this movie existed. It was quite shocking. And then my mom walked in halfway through and, and she was like, this is why I hate sci-fi movies. And then walked out. Seems unfair. And yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. She, she has a good point. But yeah, I mean, I watched the whole thing there. My uncle's sleeping on the couch too. He didn't see it, but I feel like he felt it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wanted to share that with you guys. He woke up screaming. It seeped into his brain. <laughs> um, uh, also, what's your what's your name? I'm just wondering. Oh yes, I'm Funky. That was oh, quite embarrassing. Okay. Right, sorry, sorry, I forgot. And what is um, your name? Well, my name's Adam, and I just want to say I had never seen this movie until just now. But I also enjoy movies with numbers in the title. That's why every sequel. I uh, is my favorite movie. <laughs> Salo the, or the 120 Days of Sodom? Sounds like a good mm-hmm. time. He loves yeah. Toolander. Toolander's his favorite. Mm-hmm. Toolander. Wait, was was it actually called Toolander? Yeah. I don't think so. No, that's awesome. I think it was, and then it confused people, so they changed it to Zoolander too. That's pretty Ooh. stupid. My You're favorite stupid. thing is when they put the t- you know how like like coming to America too is going to be called like coming to America. America. Right. I love when they do stuff like that. 
Too fast, too but furious. But then you don't know which yeah, one you're talking awesome. about. True. Well, you could just say coming to America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just enunciate the two. Yes. <laughs> who is um, that? Who is that talking? Oh, that was that's Seth. Adam. Oh, okay. No, it was Adam. <laughs> Adam's talking, and now I'm going to continue talking because I have something very important to say. Uh, let me just figure out what that is. Uh, someone else might want to say something in the meantime. I'm Seb. Oh, hello. I'm Al Pacino. How is your... <laughs> hey, Al, we'll get to you in a second. You got to do that the whole episode. <laughs> oh, dang it. Seb, how did you like it? How did you... What was your experience with this? I'd never even heard of this movie before. I'm very mm. confused that Andrew Nichol made this like right after Gattaca, which I think was like this well-respected. Oh, here, do you want to hear my stand-up bit? Yeah. It would be like if Alex Garland followed Ex Machina with that movie Jexy. What is Jexy? <laughs> it was a movie where exactly. Siri, Siri was trying to kill the guy, Adam Devine. Oh. Was it sexy? No, no, I think it was stupid. Um, what I had heard about Jexy was that it was like her, but everyone was really horny. I thought she was trying to kill him. Just judging on the trailers. But huh. that they can both Could be, be both. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, those aren't those aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> um uh, I had also never heard of this movie for the record, uh, but I now realize it is definitely a real post-tennis movie. Yeah. Post-tennis? <laughs> you can feel the effect post- of tennis. Yeah, it's a real post-tennis. It's just on the TV at 1 a.m. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what y'all talking about post-tennis? Was that another movie that this guy made? <laughs> yes. It is a post-tennis movie. Al, what did you think? I wasn't it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and Hannah, what did that's you prob- think? <laughs> that's um, probably all Al thinks of the movie <laughs> now, anyway. <laughs> I don't know if he'd even think that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the movie was interesting. <laughs> um, But I think that it really hates actresses mm-hmm. slash oh. maybe just women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's movies for ya. <laughs> that yeah. is most movies. Yeah. When we were watching it, Hannah told me that this is the first Al Pacino movie she'd seen, so her impression will be based entirely on this film. Oh, good. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just hurting my throat to do (laughs) it's okay it's selling the people love it the people at home are clapping oh god anything for the people (laughs) seb um do you want to summarize this uh fantastical movie okay i think there's only like two plot points so i don't think it'll take that long Uh, Al Pacino plays Victor Taransky, who is a director who's on the outs in his career. He's had a bunch of flops, and uh, he's had to deal with kind of -of out-of-control actresses who are too powerful, in his view. Um, And an actress has dropped out of his film and is threatened to sue if they reshoot it, something like that. If they use use any of her 
in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they don't have the money to reshoot it. Something like that. Yeah. Um, because he wants to just like go along with what they've already shot and just kind of patch up the rest. Right. But they can't use any of it. But luckily, he's visited by a man who is dying and who met him <laughs> once at a conference <laughs> and has been developing a computerized actress that can be completely controlled. Uh, and he's like, you have to work with me on this. And Victor Transky's like, no. But then he sends it to him anyway and dies. So Victor Transky is the only one who knows about this. He creates the greatest actress of all time, Simone, uh, who is amazing, even though she doesn't exist and everyone loves her and uh, becomes his big star. Then she kind of starts to overshadow him and cause problems in his career once again. His, his ex-wife is the mm-hmm. studio head and they have a crappy romance. <laughs> Um, not too much. Yeah, not too much really happens, I guess. But it's two hours long. Yeah. I didn't realize that. (laughs) And I mean, I, I don't have too, too many notes written down, but it is like, it felt very slow and just like, all right, this is, this is what's happening. Like, (laughs) there's Simone, there's him. What's up, Adam? Oh, yeah. Well, I just feel like from the very beginning, they chose the wrong avenue for this concept in my opinion and Mm -hmm. this is like not really a fair thing for me to necessarily say because this is just like what the movie is but I didn't think it should be a movie about like this guy made this uh uh perfect actress AI person and now has to like shield that from the world like I think that the fascinating thing for me just knowing like the concept of the movie is like yeah what if there was this star that was like just invented in the same way that like that kind of does exist now, like with Instagram personalities that just get created and then Lil Michaela. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then all the, all the issues that come from that. I I, I wasn't interested in any of the like shrouding it in like secrecy and, and, and so on and so forth. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's going, but I mean, that's just, that's just critiquing the entire direction of the movie so i don't know if that's fair necessarily well it's supposed to be like a satire or at least a comedy but i feel like it makes its points within the first few minutes pretty much and then it kind of just doesn't have that much more to say like it's like oh actresses are more powerful than the movies themselves and their personas are carefully crafted and aren't authentic and then it has Mm -hmm. nothing more to say for two hours it just kind of and it's just like it's so hard to make good art when you have to deal with these actresses. <laughs> these, it's like, yeah. but as Seb pointed out when we were watching it, it's like, it's hard to watch now, especially when it's all like that Me Too stuff came to light, where it's like, when you think about it, like how little power actresses have beyond yeah. like kind of social capital is like, and like, yeah, it's just funny to think of like, some like auteur guy being like oh my life is being ruined by like demanding <laughs> actresses when it's like more like actresses are being forced to do things they don't want to do by like auteurs and shit like and have been for all of hollywood's like existence yeah yeah and even he... oh sorry, sorry. no you go oh no i was just gonna say like he even says like early on like remember when we used to tell them what to do like tell them how to dress and <laughs> What to like where to go? I was like, 
damn, bro, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah, like the <laughs> which is strategy to back to. Yeah. Which is shrouded like in like the, the exact same kind of language of like, oh, things were better in my day, back in the day. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, back when you could like unequivocally control these actresses to do exactly what you wanted them to do. It's like, it's fucked up. And I don't think that it ever like comes down on him really for that in the movie. No. Uh, like, yeah. Sorry, what You're, did you say, Hannah? Oh, no, just like the idea of someone being nostalgic for like the studio system um yeah. period of hollywood it's like that was not like the only people that could be nostalgic for that are the people at the very top because mm. like and and it in i don't know even though like the film is trying to like achieve some kind of satire it's like but i can tell that like below this is still like a deep resentment for actresses oh definitely so mm. it's like what it like what are you trying to achieve you're just poking at yourself but also not really making up for anything sorry well for me the satire always was about like how the world still continues to love this like invented actor who is phony and who is like unreal um the satire for me was never really about like oh look at this guy look at what a controlling abusive director looks like and how far they're willing to go to like uh, basically abuse their stars. Like that mm. was never the satire for me. The, sat the joke was always like, look, she won an Oscar. Isn't that ridiculous? She got nominated for two Oscars. Like look at all, you know, people are in love with her uh, even though she's not even real. Like it still yeah. felt like the whole movie, the, the joke was like, wasn't it ridiculous that we admire these stars that are totally phony? Well, yeah, it's like, and it's this idea of like, like, oh, who cares about the person behind the art? Because all we care about is like the shiny thing in front, blah, blah, blah. And it's like completely like undermining like the actual work and craftsmanship that goes into being a performer and being an actor. And it's like, and it's so gendered, even if it's like, did like, you could tell the story with a male actor, sure, but, like, there's something very gendered about it, and all the women in the film have really, like, f lame motives. Like, Catherine Keener's character literally, like, is, like, gets back with him because she's jealous, and, like, yeah. that's it. And, like, <laughs> they're just, like, really poorly written female characters, and also, like... I don't know what kind of actress would want to be in a movie that's literally the thesis of it is that they suck and are overrated and owe everything <laughs> to the men behind them. Mm -hmm. Like that was uh, also weird to see like S Simone like, okay. Okay. You know the part where she's eating like shit with the pigs, like in yeah. that movie, I was like, yeah, but the actual person is like with pigs like eating that like i don't know it felt weird to like see them make her make a human do that and then be like but it's like what victor's doing to like show the people uh that simone's actually gross or whatever but it was like that it's weird that you're making her actually walk around with all these pigs in the footage <laughs> like what the fuck right it's like <laughs> like you're saying like in real life the yeah. creators of this movie simone still like did make someone do that yeah, which is like, uh, seems weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a pretty gross movie. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I really didn't like uh, Victor as a character, and I think <laughs> he <laughs> what? Well, it's just oh, like I the agree. main character. It's just it's a failure of the movie, so completely. And it's, it's like. The- I do think, like, at the start, I thought it was going to be a satire of the controlling director because his viewpoint is so ridiculous. And I think we're supposed to find it ridiculous. It just doesn't explore that at all. But it also, like, kind of wants you to feel sympathetic for this guy who's, like, so rich, so successful already. Like, this doesn't really matter. Like, I don't know. The stakes to me are, like, you're already a successful, like, uh, filmmaker. You've you've got this under control. You just want to make something really, really cool and be possessive over it. And that's not, I didn't really fuck with that vision at all. Um, Yeah, and just the way he treated everyone who didn't know about Simone was just gross. Like, he thought no one could see it. And it's weird because we're the audience and we're seeing it. And I guess we're being like, oh, like, look what he's getting away with. But I just didn't like that at all. I just wanted to be like, hey, just tell them. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just want, I don't know why the movie has to be this, like, secret thing that he's hiding i, I don't know it's i don't like that's not but it, it's never funny it's funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> there it's, is I, I will admit there's a couple parts of uh deadpan humor that i did enjoy yeah, i like made me laugh. i like the thing in the car and that comes from him having to hide uh her when he is like made i guess this Oh, I don't like that model <laughs> they don't even... of her and he, yeah, when did like he find the time She's pretending to talk on the phone to uh, the studio executive who's in the car next to her. Uh, it's just so over the top that I was kind of, I was kind of, I was laughing. Mm. And there's a couple other times of deadpan humor where he does have to hide who she is, and I found kind of funny. Is that deadpan? Well, I more so uh, that those parts not necessarily. I guess the uh, the deadpan humor that I liked, even though I. Um, I said that I didn't like the satire in the Oscar scene. Mm-hmm. I did like how like straight that was played. Yeah. Uh, and just a couple moments like that, like that deadpan I like. The the over the top is, yeah, not deadpan, but I also liked that humor. Yeah, but I, I agree there's a couple like kind of tossed off lines and stuff that the deliveries are pretty funny. Especially with Catherine Keener. I don't think any are really coming to mind though. <laughs> but I laughed in the moment. <laughs> I well on what you were saying Funke about like not feeling bad for him the scene that I think like screws that up maybe the most is when he's like talking to the stand-in for Simone and mm. uh sneaks her out of the hotel room so people see like a physical version of Simone and then he's like completely lying to her about what's going on and completely manipulating her and then we're supposed to feel bad for him when she's like trying to sleep with him just to get close to Simone. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're like, gross and old. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But he's also manipulating her. Like, it's it's not he like fully oh, is. yeah, yeah. But also, like that woman is way too hot for this old Al Pacino. Yes, like, yes. Like, it's... so I'm so sorry. Women only want to sleep with you because of the position you're in. Like, get over <laughs> yourself. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, thing. you have a magic robot that makes you even more successful. <laughs> the, this sucks for you, dude. He also like, like his whole goal was to use the robot to advance his like professional and social standing, 
and now he's surprised. I guess that's the movie. <laughs> I guess the movie is that he is now, you know, he didn't expect to be this jealous because he thought it was just about the art. Right. But I never believe any of it. A little bit of a monkey's paw situation. Yeah, I, I don't know. It also didn't seem... Like, why was he jealous about his own shit? Like, I, I don't know. Because the his movies look bad. Yeah, it's not about <laughs> the movies. Like, he doesn't seem to care that they're really successful. He's just mad that she's, like, a bigger star. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was Simone. Also, <laughs> I mean, I was... <laughs> like, listen, directors, you're choosing to be behind the camera. Obviously, you're not going to be as, like, much of, like, a image and, like, a, a public figure as actors. Mm-hmm. Like, just accept that and, like, stop treating actors like they're your playthings, which is just something that I think all directors need to hear. And since they all listen to this podcast, <laughs> maybe we'll finally get it through with them. Have you guys seen um, Adaptation? Yeah. No. Adaptation to me is, like, the, a Great better movie. version of this movie. Like, it's, like, it's the same mm. sort of thing where it's a satire about... Like, it, the main character is the screenwriter who is a real person, and it's a satire mm. kind of of his experiences in Hollywood. But he comes across really badly in the movie, but it's also, like, obviously very intentional and, like, a parody of him. Yeah. And I just feel like I've seen this kind of thing done well, but this movie is, like... I don't know. Just like the character is so self-important and like creepy. But it's mm-hmm. not funny. Like it, it, you could work with that and make it really funny, but you didn't do that enough. Yeah. I think it's supposed also- to be funny. Yeah, but it's not actually the- yes. funny. <laughs> There's no so points they- that are funny. Like they, they- it was actually There's a couple funny. points that are funny. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the There's majority a of it laughs. is not funny to me. It made me laugh when they're doing that scene where it's like he has to keep coming up for excuses as to like why things aren't budgeted for Simone because she's not real. And they're like, oh, yeah, who's going to drive her? her? He's like, hair. she drives herself, does her own hair and makeup, does her own stunt. She's going to jump off the plane. And it's, it's very yeah. stupid. But that was funny. See, it's funny. <laughs> I laughed I... when uh, the security guard let everyone in. And then he comes back to the security guard and he's like, I trusted you. (laughs) Yes. Wait, sorry. Actually, Al Pacino, I think, is here. Al, could you say the line? I trusted you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Thanks, Al. Very nice. Do it. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Getting closer to Bullwinkle the Moose. Well... Is you give your me icon? your Al Pacino. Yeah, I love Bullwinkle the Moose. Mm. He loves Rocky and Bullwinkle. Okay, this is circling back a little bit. Simone! <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, nice. that's pretty good. <laughs> Noise. Um, but I, this isn't really a flaw, I suppose. It's just like a kind of interesting dichotomy within um, his character. That he is like so, um, uh, he really wants to go back to a to a simpler time, but also he has created like the most sophisticated and like perfect like CGI visual effects that could ever be in a movie. Like it's per- it's perfect. No one even knows that it's an effect. And this is in two thousand and two. Yeah. 
Like he is like advancing cinema so far and yet he doesn't even realize what's right in front of his eyes, the future. And like, it's also funny because he's like, I want to go back to a time where we could own and control like our actresses, but because I can't, I'm going to like go to the future where our actresses don't even have to be real sentient human beings. Yeah. It's just like... Oh yeah. my god! Just a, <laughs> like this movie could have been so much shorter. That, they just, but that's like, an interesting idea for a movie. I think if it was like a critique of him and a critique of like controlling artists that do feel like, oh, I've lost like I've lost my sense of control. So how can I gain it back? Well, I'll just create this like cyborg that could do it or whatever. Yeah. That's an interesting just, concept for a movie, but it's it sucks. <laughs> but like whoever made this like should just watch phantom thread because that is like a really well-made story about the artist muse relationship and the control mm-hmm. and the power dynamics mm-hmm. this yeah. isn't in phantom I, thread you act the muse is a real person and like it's more like i just i don't care like ugh, i don't care about this Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so harsh, but I just was like... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I just feel like this movie hates women, so yeah. whatever. It's, I think, yeah, and a lot of that has to do with because Simone isn't even, like, sentient. She has no agency. I kept waiting for that to happen. Seems like the yeah. bare minimum where she, like, rebels. That would yeah. be right? interesting. At least, like, become some sort, like, it's like, why are you doing this? Even like, at the end, like... Just seems like such an easy slam dunk. Anything. It was well, fucking like if- freaky when he was or at the beginning when he opens it up and he's like talking to it, and then you realize like he's voicing her and just yeah. talking to himself in a big old room, just <laughs> back and forth. And like he's like, "Oh, should you really do that? Uh yeah, I'll do it. Over, I'll I'll make this movie and it'll be fantastic. Oh my god, you're amazing." It <laughs> was just yeah. weird. It was just like, what is, what do you want me to take from this scene other than this man is creepy? Yeah, like if she had become sentient, then she could have challenged him. But mm. the, she doesn't. And so there's nothing challenging him. And it's just about how hard it is for him that he's gotten himself in this position. No yeah, one's challenging yeah. the beliefs that brought him there. Yeah, definitely. Which makes me think that the satire is really surface level because it's not actually critiquing anything beyond yeah. surface level you hit exactly why i i was trying to figure out so clearly why i didn't want the movie to be about him like hiding the secret of her and i think that's it for me it's like it's not interesting that it's like the conflict is about whether or not this guy is going to be found out that he did this shitty thing the conflict should be about like the consequences of doing this shitty thing mm-hmm. yeah so think and like Seb, oh, sorry, but Seb, you kept bringing up how this felt like a sitcom episode, and you're right, because it is just about the situation he's gotten himself in. Yeah. Like, so it's not stakes. trying to get to any, like, greater point. And I, I think it's so weird that they introduce these two, like, journalist characters who are, like, trailing him, like the Jason Jason Schwartzman and Pruitt Taylor Vince. I was going to pretend not to know the actor's name, but then I was like, is that even worse than knowing the actor's name? I'm just going to hide. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, it's like, they start investigating him, they get, like, most of the way to figuring it out, and then they're like, we need to see her in person, and then he gives them tickets to the concert, 
and then they disappear from the movie. There's like an hour it left, no sense. and they you don't do say, anything. I, when that that was like, yeah, an hour into the movie, he's like, okay, uh, yeah, you can see her. I thought he was gonna lead her, them to the computer. And now the next bit of the movie is going to be like, okay, now they're implicated in this or right. they have to like help him hide this or or something. Something's going to come from that. But nothing did. Then he just makes this big concert. And I think that would help the theme if it's like, oh, the press is embroiled in the ways that we manufacture narratives around actresses, right? Which kind yeah. of happens when they make up her story. But wouldn't it be more interesting if they were working together? Wouldn't that be more like truthful? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I... The people that were like, um, those two guys who were like, I know that tree, I know that tree. Um, I couldn't, I like that there was like some sort of like super fan. I like that element of the movie. I think that's, that's cool. Um, that they approached that, but I didn't like how, how sleuthy they were, like how they knew all this. I'm like, how did you know that tree right there, dude? Really? You said that? (laughs) That's how you found this out? Um, yeah, just what was leading to uh, Al Pacino's downfall um, just wasn't wasn't too believable for me. I was just and like, they don't oh. lead to his downfall. They don't do anything. <laughs> they, yeah, they're yeah. like I very dogly pursuing, and they give up. Yeah, I don't like that they were like, especially the one guy that they were uh, just super fans as well, mm-hmm. because then it just makes them like everyone else, mm-hmm. and they don't give any sense of like increased stakes uh, of conflict of anything like. It just makes them like the whole world. Yeah, everyone loves Simone. Is there it a was, character yeah, when... who doesn't? No, no. Debatably, his daughter, but I think she still does. She's just no. She she likes her. She respects yeah, she it. Likes... It's so she weird. was just like, "Oh, Simone is controlling you." Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. But he's controlling Simone. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can we talk about the daughter? Yeah. Um, I feel like they just put her in to give him some sort of a, a, like human side, some <laughs> sort of like conscience, um, yeah. which he doesn't seem to have in any other facet of his life. But still, I mean, he he lies to her for a long, long time. Um and I guess she saves his ass at the end, but how did you guys feel about that relationship? Shall well, I? just, yeah, there wasn't much going on there. Like, she didn't have much of a personality. And, like, yeah, I don't, whatever. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. care because I just didn't feel like this is a person that can really, truly love any other person. He seems like a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So it's like, she doesn't really ground him or do anything. I don't know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, the fact that the one thing that she does push back on is what we were just talking about that like oh Simone is controlling you dad. <laughs> so so boring. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. No. I hear that. I don't know. It this whole movie was just like a lot of a lot of weird choices. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like the concept itself is cool. Like the having a uh, like a electronic actor or being able to like create all of these sets and stuff. Like they could have done something very interesting with that. Yeah. I don't know. The, the potential. Guess... Oh, what's up? 
Oh, no, 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 Luke. Oh, no, I was just saying the potential for that is, like, huge. I think they they missed a lot of that. I wasn't sorry, focusing but, on Simone. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> oh, go, go, go ahead. No, just, it's kind of just what film is a lot of it, though, like, now. Mm. Like, this kind of, like, art of, and it's, like, not really, it's, like, sort of a critique of it, but, like, not, like, really, like, I feel like that's just what film is. Mm. Like, no. just CGI, everything? Yeah, and, like, things, like, everything's kind of shot on the screen screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I don't know. It's, like, it's interesting, but then it also feels so, like, normalized now that it's, like, not that interesting. True. Can I say something that I think this movie accidentally gets at? Yeah. Yes. That I think now... It has transitioned a little bit like movies from being built around these massive stars like it was up until like the 2000s to now it's more built around like fictional characters like like brands like mm-hmm. Marvel and Star Wars and things like that where like and this is not an original set of observation but actors like uh, Spider-Man or characters like Spider-Man and Superman played by actors that aren't really famous apart from those roles right? Like, they cast, you know, just some guy to play Han Solo and whatever. And that one didn't really work. But, like, it does feel like, just like in the movie, people are more attached to the fictional version now than to the star. And people mm-hmm. will go see, like, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Who's Who was the star of that? So I don't want to remember. I yeah, um, Jin Erso. Felicity. Yeah, yeah, Felicity Jones. Jin Erso is the character. That name comes to mind first, right? It's a Star Diego Wars Luna. movie. You just go to see it. Yeah, I love Diego Luna. And, they, you know, there's still movie stars and they still make a difference a lot of the time. But now it's kind of like the franchise. That's, that's what kind of gets people to go. But I don't think that's... You saw that in this movie because I thought that, like, they were so attached to the star that it didn't really matter what she was in it looked like the movies she was in were terrible yeah but, but like but just, i thought the joke was that they were willing to like accept anything that she's done because because she's so she cool. is just such a mega star sure but i mean just at the end where everyone embraces a fake person more than right. a real person it's a right, it's, right. it's a stretch but i mean it's funny no i see what you mean yeah yeah it's funny now to me to see a movie where it's like movie stars are too powerful because I don't really think that's the case anymore. Like, sure, they have, like, too no. much money or whatever. But they don't have too much cachet to me yeah. as stars as much anymore. Yeah, they have too much money, but I'd rather they get the money than the studio executives. Sure. Hmm. I mean, fuck the studio executives. They're the ones that just exploit these stars. Yeah. It's like when people, like, get really mad at athletes for making money when it's like, well, would you rather that money go to... The people who own the teams. I don't think I was saying they'd rather go to the studio executive. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, that's a that's a separate thought. That's a separate thought. I'm not saying you said that. Yeah. Now that that's. I was fair. that was actually just something I was thinking of while I was watching this movie. Like, not specifically the athlete thing, but just like I don't like a movie where they're making the stars out to be the like horrible people that are ruining culture and. <laughs> ruining movies or whatever it's yeah. like when it's they're the people like... that are just in front of the camp like they're not the people with like executive decision making power unless you like are like tom cruise level i guess but mm-hmm. most stars never reach that point but like, so why are we like making actress. them the villain like and also this idea like 
that you that like stars are so kind of or like actors are so interchangeable that you could just have an artificial one do the work for you it's like fuck you it's like actually a difficult craft if there's a reason you know not everyone is an actor it's yeah it's weird thinking about that and like Lil Michaela as well which mentioned earlier but like she has gotten brand deals and shit like as a electronic Instagram model it's like freaky though because there are human beings out there and like I think the appeal of it a lot of the time is like oh wow it's a this guy like generated a whole uh, 3D model and it can it can do things, but it just gets creepy when you're like, oh, th- there's people who are like have dedicated their lives to doing this craft and they're getting pushed aside for a robot. Like, yeah. I don't know. I saw the same thing with like someone who auto, who like used a deep fake and then like a rap generator machine to like create a Travis Scott song a little while ago. And just like do like uh, like auto generate rap songs, and I was like, this is this is fucked up. Like this is so yeah. like something so sinister about it. Like I guess like at the the tech bros at the start are like, okay, this is cool. Wow, like look how far technology has come. But like the the step back and being uh, and taking into account the people who are actually trying to do this as a livelihood is mm-hmm. uh, is something that's more important than that being woed by that technology. And there's also something about, like, oh, my ability to make this technology, like, trumps your artistic abilities or expression. Or it's, like, what I do. It's, like, like look how easy what you can do is. I'm just yeah. – and it's, like – but it's artificially produced. It's – I don't know. It's, like, also, like, it's just so undermining. It's just so fucking, like, yeah. Also- and, I mean, those things – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to say, uh, it made me think about um, the Star Wars actors, again, to bring up Star Wars. They've brought back who are dead, who they've, like, computer animated, like, old footage of them. It's really gross, and it looks bad. And even if it looked great, it's like, what are the ethics of, like, making a performance of someone who is not making those choices? Yeah. And it's totally objectifying, too. I mean, they're literally turning, like, these people into just, like, objects for consumption or, like, for whatever the creator's, like, intent is. Mm. Which sell. is gross, and I think, like... But, sorry, Hannah, yeah? What you say? No, but that's that's how so many, like, creators and, like, filmmakers, like, view actors. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. It's, they are objectified, and, like... It's like a natural extension of how people actually think. But that's why I think that, like, that is ripe for a, a, a good critical movie. I just don't think that's in here at all. Because no. certainly, like, that is... Like stuff like Lil Michaela uh, and whoever else is computer generated, these Star Wars people, whatever. Like, yeah, that is just an extension of what creators and people in positions of power are already doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching um, The Sopranos, as I have been. And spoiler alert for this show that aired in 2001 or two <laughs> his mother dies at the end what? of the season. Next, you're gonna tell me his dad dies too. Uh, his dad's been dead. Uh, his mom dies <laughs> at the end of the season, and um, and then she appears in the beginning of the next season. Uh, like she died in between the seasons, and 
the most freakish fucking 2001 technology is like animating her husk of a body and like regurgitating lines from season one. And she's like, Oh, Tony. Oh, like I the actor you. died. Yes. The act, the actress oh, herself died. Wow. Yeah. And she's like, and they tried to recreate her. Yeah. It's weird though. Cause I feel like they, that technology wasn't used that much back then. And it just like the head looks weird. And I immediately like pause the show and I'm like, what is going on? And I looked it up, and it's, like, a news article being, like, they brought her back from the dead. Um, and it was, like, oh, kind God. of like a – yeah, it was, like, kind of a fun thing. And then, I looked, there's, like, a one throwaway line that was, like, now what are the ethics of, like, bringing back, like, a character? Oh, well, let's see what Tony does this season. And I was, like, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. This is so genuinely weird. Like, she died later on in the episode. But I just, like, for the first bit, I was, like, what is going on? Like – it just did didn't look right and she obviously didn't agree to that like just feels so weird to i feel like as an audience member i wouldn't even want i didn't even need to see her like reanimated for a scene or something i could have just like a phone call she's dead or whatever yeah it's like yeah I, I, it it just seems pointless to me like i don't understand that it's gross bring back those gross. dead people yeah um, uh they uh Fast and Furious uh, Eight does it all right. That's or was it Furious Seven? That's seven, right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, but Furious, Furious 7. seven is a special case in that he had shot most of the movie already. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You would think that he would want to have finished it, and they do a thing mm. that I think is very respectful, where they retire his character instead of killing him and and stuff. Yeah. And there is some weird CGI stuff, but it kind of feels like they kind of had to and do it most- to finish the movie. Yeah, it's mostly like background stuff as well from what i remember there's one like the 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 cgi stuff they do yeah it's not it's not a ton there's like one except fight. maybe the the drive at the very end yeah I assume that that had to have been cgi'd yeah but the drive at the very end like everyone in the audience knows oh this is in here because he died it's not really him yeah they're not trying to pass it off like it's really him there's like mm. one fight scene where uh, he's in shadow the whole time and it's like oh that's a stunt double but it's like the audience understands yeah. like you don't have to like do it so you're like tricking them or whatever yeah, yeah. it's that it, it's that tricking and that like weird the, the the actors doesn't feel like the actor would have consented to this yeah or they yeah. even like tried to reach out for something yeah i don't know like well you're just assuming the rights to someone's like entire body mm-hmm. yeah and also again it is kind of just shitting on their craft by saying like uh, we can make these choices for them and it'll mm-hmm. be just as powerful where it's like well no like if someone was like an actor like they there is thought and like energy and like passion that goes into the choices that they made beyond like what a director tells them to and it's just like well that doesn't yeah. matter all that matters is the having a recognizable image it's so yeah fucking definitely weird. Well, it boils down their entire performance to just image yeah, and I'm starting and it, to feel a little bad that we deceived the audience into thinking that Al Pacino <laughs> was actually here. Yeah. Um, Guys, I gotta I'm tell sorry. you, audience. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's actually Al. in the other room now. Yeah. He's in this room, yeah, we've been lying to you. Al, I am <laughs> yeah, not. He, he's here. He's standing stand for you. I did not mean to shit on your career by pretending <laughs> to he's be. He's still alive. You. <laughs> I know, but just so you know, Al, I, there's only one you, and I am not it. 
Anyways. How do you guys feel about like old <laughs> How do you guys feel about old people like CGI? When I was watching Click and they made like oh, they yes. made his Adam Sandler, sorry, his um Adam Sandler's parents younger in a couple of scenes. With CGI? But, no, this is like this is like practical like physical makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like weird. But then I think they make him when he's older in the future, he's like CGI'd and makeup old. How do you, how do you guys feel about CGI uh, and and progressing someone's age, or do you think it's better in with practical makeup? I think. I mean, any- like, it might look funny, but like, I don't. There's no ethical like objections I have mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, I agree. I I think like just on a movie making perspective, the technology isn't like really there yet. So I think. Mm it ages super quickly. Like whenever you see it in a movie and then it's like, oh yeah, that looks pretty good. Like that's the best I've ever seen it done. And then you go back a year later and it's like, oh, this looks like garbage. And it's always like really yeah. distracting, I think. Gemini Man looks really good. Does it? Have you seen it? I've seen the trailers. Gemini Man looks great. Looks okay. Is that the one and with they... Will Smith? Well, yeah. Well, first off, the trailers didn't have the finished effects. Okay. <laughs> But second off, they do a thing with Gemini Man, which is like uh, they basically like created a model like they had a mo they had Will Smith, older Will Smith, like in the mocap suit doing stuff. And then Mm. instead of just like de-aging his face, like how they would do for like the Irish man or stuff like that, they created (laughs) (laughs) for Irish man, they created they created a a model like a CGI model like in the same way that like um Caesar from Planet of the Apes or like Gollum or anything like that uh-huh. uh and they just did it of like younger Will Smith so now he he walks like Will Smith actually walks it's not just like a a person <laughs> in a suit doing abstract it abstract CGI creation yeah i feel that but it's you're like they... biased from loving this film it does, it does actually I do look love... pretty good I, mean, I do really like the film, and Ang Lee is like my favorite director. But I, I also think it looks really good. I just think it in a couple of years like... we'll be able to see the seams, you know. Mm. Yeah, sure. It, it doesn't look like uh, younger him, like from seeing like Fresh Prince and stuff. Like, right. <laughs> it doesn't look like that guy, but it looks like a version that seems. Yeah, realistic. I think it looks more like. Uh, uh independence day will smith Mm. i don't know i think i think it looks like it could be a younger version of that character but since we know what will smith looked like when he was younger it looks kind of weird you know yeah really i think it looks good but it doesn't look i think it looks good as well yes Mm. like put that side by side with a picture of him in independence day I mean, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you all on this, so I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> but um, I think it looks like he looked when he was younger. So you guys know the movie Simone? Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, we should Simone. probably talk about that. So one M zero N, you mean? Yeah, that one. Sorry, we <laughs> we fallen down hey, a few tangents. We but gotta I, come on. We gotta talk Aang and Will. How much is there to say about Simone? That's true. <laughs> Honestly, it's a movie. It's certainly and... What is there to say that hasn't already been said <laughs> in the world? <laughs> Everyone's yeah. always talking Simone. <laughs> I think we've done a good 
job already on this episode of making people think of this this uh, movie mm-hmm. and perhaps even look it up and watch it. Making themselves. them not want to see it. Probably won't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the movie you've never heard of? Well, you're not going to want to watch it. <laughs> I think that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there are tangentially fascinating things about the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I still think that, like, the concept is ripe for a good movie. Um, but it's it's not a good movie. I'm yeah. sorry, Al. <laughs> I'm sorry, director of Gattaca. Gattaca. Sorry to every woman involved in that. You know what I yeah. found? And me. Yeah. You know, Apologize to me. Do you know what I found out <laughs> when uh, I was looking around about this movie? Yes, uh, and, Andrew Nichol, you know, wrote directed Gattaca, wrote directed this. He wrote a previous Is It Black movie, The Truman Show. What? The writer of The Truman yeah, Show. He's, this, the... he's the only writer of The Truman Show. Which wow. is... The guy who did this. The guy who did this did The Truman Show. Yeah. Can I say my theory? That makes sense. Can I say my theory as to why that works yeah, and yeah. this doesn't? I feel like. He also made In Time. I just want to point that yes, out. Yes, <laughs> which I forgot about. But he makes, in time's a good thing, too, because he makes movies, from what I can tell, that are extremely literal. Like, they have yeah. one metaphor that's extremely direct and kind one of obvious. Concept, literal metaphor. Yeah, and I think when he directs it, in the case of Simone and In Time, I haven't seen Gattaca, he makes it very obvious and serious in a way that highlights how silly the script is. But when Peter Weir, who's a really great director, made Truman Show, he made it this kind of heightened fantastical thing, right? Like, the scenes mm. in the Truman bubble are kind of surreal, right? Yes. They, and they're yeah. very TV-ish, <clears throat> and so it kind of, he ran with how heightened and, like, uh, kind of absurd the script is. Or Andrew Nichols seems mm-hmm. to, like, play against his own best instincts when yeah. he's directing his scripts. Hmm. True. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. That's my theory. I've never seen no, that's true. Like, it's supposed to be good. I actually under like I can kind of imagine like the Truman Show par- like parallels with this, or not parallels, are- but like I you can I get that they're from the same person. They are sci-fi yeah. kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're surrealist films, and they're kind of about like popular culture and also slightly predict the kind of future. Mm-hmm. Of like popular culture or the direction it's going in, but True. Truman Show just feels more like person. Like it feels Truman is just like such a more like kind of empathetic protagonist mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but I but I wonder. Sorry, I cut you off, Anna. Oh no, but it's just like I feel like the Truman Show, like. Uh, this movie is kind of like if the Truman Show was from the perspective of like the director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, true. That's, great. that's a great point. And so it's from the guy that we just don't give a shit about. Yeah, we don't like. It's not as interesting, and that it's like you just so have a true. far more interesting subject right in front of you, and you're ignoring it for like this kind of like pompous art guy. Yeah. And I. I definitely agree with that, uh, 100%. I wonder if this movie would be... I think it would be better. I don't know if it'd be good. But if it did have a, a tone similar to The Truman Show, 
and it had a lead actor that wasn't so intense like, 100% <laughs> of the time, all the time. Because yeah. I don't think he's allowing us to like feel the the satire. And I think it's a problem with the script as well that we've already highlighted that the satire is not about him. But uh, I don't think Al is helping as much as I love Al as an actor. <laughs> no, Sorry, Al. No, he's not. I think he's, he's but with how guys, intense he is, yeah. Guy seems completely mentally unhinged. Like yeah. that's the, how he's playing it, and like he should have played it as like some sad sap, like dude who like you don't really like, but maybe you can resonate with. This guy, you can't, because when he's sad, you're still like, dude, chill. And he snaps he's so, at he's everyone. He's at hundred percent, like in the first scene, <laughs> and he he never comes down. Like, <laughs> look what's in my pockets, my knights. <laughs> Everywhere. Want to know why there's you Mike and Ike's in my pocket? You want to know why I got red Mike and Ike's in my pocket? Why does he have to do that? Why is he the one who he has to do that? He's the director. Like, there's no one else. A production assistant would have been doing that. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And him, like, deflating the tires for Winona Ryder. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, also, yeah. just her whole characterization. It's like, okay, you clearly hate actresses. Yeah. Mm. That really confused me of what his role was right off the top because I thought he was yeah, like same. a producer. Yeah. I didn't realize he was a director. It made no sense that he was there doing that and having that conversation. And I thought she, um, the executive producer, had a line about him like hiring a director for this film. But maybe I was just imagining that. But I was so confused mm-hmm. at what his role was. And then when it's... Because he also doesn't see... Like, yeah, like if if it's a... I don't know if he's supposed to be this like art house director like that's not that's not the he doesn't seem like that at all no and the movie no, doesn't give a shit about his paramount movies. yeah uh. like it just cuts and like the next movie is done and it doesn't matter how <laughs> they're, made all, it like, they're all like monochromatic like yeah yeah <laughs> okay the first one kind of hit though what did he say <laughs> veronica what is he what was her name in the movie I don't know. The guy screamed it out, and I was like, "Wow, I want to be watching that. I want to be <laughs> I at that screaming." I remember the second one where it's all green and it's like she's walking away from the car. Eternity mm. forever. And I, I'm someone who laughs very easily at fake movie names. None of the fake movie names were funny. It's very easy for me to to see a fake movie name in a movie and go, "Oh, that's just like something they would do." And laugh. <laughs> but none of them... Eternity Forever is too obvious. You don't like Eternity Forever? That's stupid. It's too obvious. the first one? It was something from a musical. Uh, what was it called? I can't hmm. I don't, I don't remember the matter. I also wanted to say this is prime Pacino uh, growling and shouting instead of acting years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know too much about that man. I've always started to see more of his movies recently. Mm. I've seen him in Scarface, The Irishman, um, and this. Mm. That's it. The three best. <laughs> the top three movies. <laughs> I saw Serpico, like, The three best movies year. of all time. <laughs> it's just funny because he's like, I don't know. He's like in the 70s. He's like amazing. He's like the best mm. actor you've ever seen. And then he just gets like, I think this happens to a lot of actors, but he just gets like hammier and hammier as he gets older. And then I think he's still really hammy, but he's kind of more in control in something like the Irishman or I think he's amazing in the Irishman. 
or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he still seems like this kind of larger-than-life old man, but that's part of the character. Yep. And Marty knows how to reel him in. Yeah. I haven't even seen The Irishman, but <laughs> I assume Marty knows how to reel him in. There, there's some good Marty. emotional stuff, but there's also a lot of shouting. But it's like good, mm. it's good shouting, you know. Why do you think I got these red? <laughs> I haven't seen The Irishman. I don't know what joke I was going to make. This red? <laughs> Mike and Ice. the red uh, oh, it's Mike, the and Mike and Ice. And Okay, the Irishman. There's red in the uh, flag. Oh, no, there isn't. There's orange. <laughs> Shit, I was going to do something with the flag. Okay, Irishman. It's about mobs and about? garbage and unions, right? Yeah, it's pretty much about mobs okay. and garbage and unions. Why do you think I have to take these red garbage out of the trash? <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Uh, amazing uh, job, Al. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. Um, do we want to do a walk down the uh, good old whack actor Av? Sure. Yeah. Any surprises we saw in this one? I like Jason Schwartzman. I just yeah. pretty much yeah. always like him, but he has such a weird presence. He's like, seems like he's in it, off in his own movie. <laughs> I know. I would have watched whatever he was doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was so expressive and over the top. Uh, he plays the, uh, uh, for context listeners, uh, the right-hand man, I guess, of the detective guy. The journalist. He's one of detective. the journalists. Yeah, he's a jur- journalist. Like those yeah, investigative journalists. Invest- yeah, I don't even really know what the hell they are. <laughs> but he's, he's not in it too much. Catherine Keener, I think, is one of the best actors working today, but she doesn't get to do anything. She plays the executive. I was mm. like, why is Winona here in this part? And that made me sad. Mm. I love her. Yeah. I was surprised to see uh, Al in this um, after Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> Such a jump. It's a, it's I literally, I was like, this is not the same man. Like, yeah. what? I actually thought... Catherine Keen. I didn't actually think Catherine Keener was very good in this, but I don't think it's no. her fault. The, I think that like a lot of, yeah, I, I think that a lot of the scenes are trying to match what Al Pacino is bringing and probably what they're <laughs> asking of Al, which is like, well, I do think he starts very high energy very often in a lot of scenes. And so as such, like other actors are trying to match that energy. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if it's on them or it's on the director. I don't know who's, you know, but it just feels like they're starting very hot very often. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I, it just makes no scenes ever feel very dynamic. Um, no performances ever feel very dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know. You know who I think actually matches his energy pretty well and is like kind of like a heightened character is um, Elias mm. Coteus as the guy who invents Simone. It's like, oh, this is like a mad scientist. Yeah. And he like literally like runs out yeah. of an alley, like into the movie for one scene. And it's like you remember him yeah, through the bad. whole movie. I mean, he's he's yeah. pretty good. But also Al kind of shuts down and like doesn't like his energy. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get out of here. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta get someone out of here. Security, get this guy out. <laughs> yeah, the one guy who shows more energy than him. He's, yeah, who's he's like, going oh, bigger okay, than he is. a little too much. <laughs> Maybe that's why it works. It's like the one scene where it's like he is kind of on the back foot and he's not like being so mm-hmm. overbearing. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. Um, any more actors? I'm looking at the... I don't remember yeah. who else is even think... in this. Mm. Yeah, no one really makes much of a presence. I mostly think everyone's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe let's just make this the shortest episode ever. Um, I really like <laughs> Simone in it. I think she did a great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that Simone was actually fine. Yeah, no, she's a bad actress. That simulator. Yeah, but it's wow. an impossible role. Like it's like. <laughs> no, not the. Be the best. Not actor. the woman <laughs> simulating. Like not the act. Like right, right. Simone is a bad. Simone, actress. the character is a bad actress. She did not deserve two Oscars at once. <laughs> <laughs> like what a joke. Has anyone ever been nominated twice in the same I think so. uh, category? I think so. I know in the same year, a couple of people have been nominated more than I feel like Meryl. Uh, oh, this is an actor, but uh, I believe Soderbergh was nominated for two films for director in the same oh, year. Oh, yeah, maybe Aaron Brockovich in Traffic. Traffic and Aaron Brockovich, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if anyone was ever nominated twice as an actor. Scarjo was nominated twice as an actor last year, but in different categories. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's happened a couple times. Hmm. I'm bet I'm betting that it happened to Meryl. Um, I know Meryl's had that at like the Globes. I don't know if it she's had that um at the Oscars. Uh, are you looking Uh the only two rules with it? regard to multiple nominations is that an actor or actress cannot receive multiple nominations for different performances in the same category. So it's not allowed. Oh, okay. Oh wow. But some people have been nominated in lead and supporting same year. So that's how good Simone was. She's so good they rewrote, <laughs> they rewrote the rules <laughs> for the Oscars. Well, Hannah pointed out that the movie's like technically like set in twenty sixteen, like an alternate twenty sixteen. Because mm-hmm. what was it like? Someone says it's like two thousand eight or something. Well, that's what when he fuck? met Hank, the uh, science guy in 2008 and then he was like that was eight years ago i'm pretty sure <laughs> so oh, okay well i would hope so because the theme of this is movies set in the future so if this movie isn't set in the future we have to <laughs> kick funky out of the no no guys i swear <laughs> i thought it was the future <laughs> oh do you guys want to um talk about when one last thing when he gets her and then it's like nine months later yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, they're like so lazy. They're not even going to show us his process in making the film. That would have been We're interesting. We're supposed to be like, okay. Yeah. And like showing how that he learns like how to the most interesting part. use the computer and stuff. Yeah. Like it could it be works. some fun there. But no, he's just a genius director who has it all under control. And it leaves so much. I mean, I guess some questions do get answered about what the creative process is. But for like a 40 minute section of the movie, I'm like, how could any of this have, you know, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief to a certain extent, of course. And I like things that are surreal, but it's so it's asking so many questions like, so he just made all this stuff with no (laughs) one's involvement. He like, I guess he is just like the greatest CGI animator ever. But I mean, like, because he was just able to. They were just shooting empty scenes. Yeah, like that was already made. Like, because also he just inserted her into a movie that was already made. So I guess he just deleted everything else that the original actor was in. Like, it just, it asks, it makes me question so much, which makes me not engage with anything that's happening. Mm -hmm. Weird. I don't know. Jeez. 
Well, Even if thank it was you. just a little montage. It could have just been like a little montage where we're like, at least that would uh, clarify. I don't know. Yeah. You don't need to answer everything, but there's like nothing answered. Yeah. Don't, I think it poses too many questions that we got distracted then, I guess, like by yeah. what they're trying to do. Well, thank you guys. And maybe for... that. Sorry, sorry. I, mean, I know you tried to end it twice. I know you tried to end it twice. You're fucking. I just want to say thank you. No, before I ending, I was just want to say oh. thank you guys for watching the whole thing. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was just gonna say that maybe it was fine to have these like open questions if the movie was so over the top, like if it was so much, or like, you were a, so wrapped up in the story. Comedy. Yeah, or that. Like it, if, but. It's this middle ground where it's like it's not funny, but it's kind of a satire and it's portraying an element of reality, but it's still like very surreal. And I just don't know where I am. Like, I don't know what I'm grounded in, Mm. what tone I'm supposed to be grounded in. Mm -hmm. You know what this movie made me think of this movie? Have you seen The Player? Robert Altman's no. The Player. Oh, no. What's that? It's a, I've seen the opening sequence, which is awesome. It's a famous, like, Hollywood like, one movie. Shot. And maybe it's unfair to compare this to, like, an Altman movie, especially when he had so much power and he has, like, a million cameos and whatever. But it's, like, that movie's, like, it's about a scummy producer who, uh, there's a writer who's really pestering him and he, like, kills him. And then they're, like, trying to make the movie around the script. But, like, the joke is, like, it's a producer killing a writer, right? It's, like, the producer ruining the script. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, this very tongue-in-cheek tone, but it's still, like, a functional, like, mystery movie. And there's, like, lots of jokes about Hollywood and stuff. And the scene where they, like, take... uh, They're at Simone's funeral. It might even be the same place, but it really reminded me of the scene from the player at the writer's funeral. But it's, Mm -hmm. like, that's a movie that actually, like has things to say about Hollywood uh, right, and is funny. Add that to my watch list. Good movie. 1992? Yeah. They made a new set of film reels for the cover. Whoa. What? They made a noose out of film reels oh. for the cover. Because he's a murderer. I, I thought you said they made a new set of film I reels. I also heard that. New set of film reels. And you could immediately saw that. You were like, new film reels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know the old stock and the new stock? Wow, funky. That's that's pretty impressive. (laughs) Oh guys, I I love to look at my behind the inside the camera things. (laughs) They're great. I sent I sent the photo of it, by the way. Oh yeah. Um anyone have any closing notes, I guess, on Simone, before we do whack numbers, Hannah, do you want to talk That's... about the Natalie Wood thing, or is it too too much? Oh, I mean, you're the one that brought it up. Just weird and distasteful that his way of disposing of her programs is throwing her into the water off of a boat. Mm. That's all. That's how Natalie because... Wood died. Yeah. It feels like uh... they're almost intentionally invoking it. It's strange. Well, yeah, I know. It just feels kind of gross. And it's like, it's one of the most famous kind of like deaths of like a Hollywood mm. star. Um, yeah. What is that? What is that situation, I guess, for the audience? Oh, well, she might have been murdered by her husband. It's never been decided. She drowned. Christopher Walken was there. He definitely knows more than he said. So, yeah. Christopher Walken was there? Yeah, they were co-stars in a movie, or they were making a movie. Um, 
so it was her, her husband, and the, like, boat guy, <laughs> and Christopher Walken on the boat. But she went out in a dinghy and then drowned. But with her husband, I don't, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it was that, like, that's what they said, is that she went out on a dinghy. No, I think she actually did go out on the dinghy, um, but no one knows how she got in the water. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had no idea about that. The strange that yeah, they would like do something similar to that in this. Also, it's it does... just gross. Like, even if you weren't intentionally trying to do it, it's like, except like notice that immediately. It's like it just feels like iconography, and it's gross. Yeah, I don't know. I can see that. It's also completely unnecessary. Like in the plot of the movie like why did he fucking bolt it all up and throw it in the ocean it's <laughs> cd it is literally a cd it. yeah what seems so extra and then people caught him on that like this guy's dumb and he put it in he put it in like the biggest <laughs> the biggest tank too and that doesn't it was just cds <laughs> it made so little sense to me that they pull up the tank he's like i can explain it all like he's accused of her murder and he's like i can explain it she was just a bunch of discs that i put in the ocean and they pull up the tank and they're like, no discs in here, so you must have murdered her. There's no body in there either. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's not proof that he murdered her. <laughs> There's just nothing oh. there. <laughs> I thought, it, oh, here's one thing. Here's one joke that was very funny. Ooh. Okay. I'm ready. When they open up, when they open up the casket and see that her body's not in there, and everyone's like, and then one guy was like, that's why it was so light. <laughs> but it's not that she's not in there. He put a cardboard cutout in, which yeah, I thought was pretty too. funny. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. That Okay, that was a twist. I didn't think that five they Five stars. Actually... That joke. Five stars? Oh. Five stars. <laughs> Sorry, what are you uh, saying? Okay. That was a twist, though. I didn't think he would be in jail in this movie. Um, but, like... Uh, he ends up there. Honestly, I would recommend this movie to, for someone to watch just because there's so much in it that is just so weird, I feel like. I don't know. Like, the way they handle tech and Hollywood is... I haven't seen a, a movie do it like that. It's definitely flawed, but I don't know. I, there were some cool moments where I was like, oh, how are you going to do this? How are you going to get around this uh, and explain where she is because she doesn't exist um but they didn't lean into that hard enough there's some weird things like you know the scene where like they have like she's like meeting her co-stars they're having like a table read or whatever Mm -hmm. she's on the phone yeah yeah and then he like runs back to like talk (laughs) and then there's like a loading bar on the screen where it's like oh i guess you loaded her in saying Hi, introduce yourselves. Is that the idea? Like, it's so confusing he, yeah. to me. He, yeah, it seems... It made complete sense to me, Seb. What, what is it? What, what I, is that? That scene, exactly it sounded what like... Said. <laughs> yeah, he pre-recorded one and then ran back and was like, I love my director. We should all love our director. <laughs> he's the best guy in the entire world. Just listen to what he says. That's a freaky thing to say. Ugh. But... All these, 
There's so much we've pointed out that in a movie that wasn't so self-serious and was so heightened, mm-hmm. could be kind of could be funny. It could be interesting. Yeah. This could be a decent movie. This could be like a solid three-star flick, three-and-a-half-star flick. But mm-hmm. instead, it's not. It's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw I'm you sorry give it to a say two. that. I yeah. saw you give it a two on Letterboxd. And a two from Adam is like a negative five. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I like every movie. I might even lower that score, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Did you guys rate this on Letterboxd, too? Yeah, I also gave it a two. True, true. You gave it one and a half, if I recall. Me? Yeah, didn't you? I think I, I didn't even write a review. You oh, gave it a one. You gave it a one, one and you did write a review. I did write a review. Yes. Because <laughs> I think I wrote the review after I remembered this movie and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it wasn't a dream. I know kind of what tennis, how tennis works. And I've seen this movie. What a day. What, what a day. day. <laughs> Your review kind of reads like you just remembered it and were shocked. And wrote it right in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me sorry let me read it out um activity oh you just liked it out thank you so much yeah it's good okay, review. I, I don't know i really like letterboxd's social media because it's not hell all the time i think it's doing well it's, it's, uh, i wrote it's a good site i wrote yeah. not this nigga dating his big computer <laughs> <laughs> but after okay, I he doesn't re- date it. Yes, yes. <laughs> he doesn't date the computer. <laughs> but he kind of does. He has like a fake. Yeah, he kind of does. It's like a fake relationship for the for the camera. He marries his big computer. And yeah, that's true. Computer. That's true. <laughs> that's that's very true, actually. I, when right. writing this, I forgot he that did he date. he uses her to get back with his ex wife and his and his daughter, I guess. Yeah. In the process. Bad. Uh, Funke, I just want to apologize because I said that he didn't date his computer. <laughs> and you're absolutely he right. He us. did date his computer. <laughs> yeah, I gave this a one star, man. Do you notice their baby's <laughs> called Chip? Like a computer <laughs> chip. <laughs> See, that's funny. That is funny. That's a two star joke. <laughs> okay. Now that we've done all this. <laughs> Why don't we give our wax scores? Yes. Hannah does not want to talk about this movie for a second longer. Understandable. Completely understandable. (laughs) We got to do an Is It Whack episode, by the way, unrelated, with just robots, I think, instead of all of us. (laughs) Them talking to each other, like turning on our series or something. Could be fun. Anyways, who wants to give their... (laughs) Who wants to give their number? I'll give this movie... A two. There was some whack elements, but not enough. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, could be whacker, um, but could be less whack in other ways. And so the whackness just is kind of, mm. yeah. It makes sense. Some Someone else go now. I'll give it three and a half. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's pretty whack. Like, it's it's like... Pretty, pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Adam. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I, I, I don't know. For, for some reason, I felt very like ungrounded while I was watching this movie. I guess I already said that. 
just like I didn't know what it was trying to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I was in a dream, floating. Uh, and, but, you know, sometimes that uh, describes a movie as a positive, but I would not say it <laughs> describes this movie <laughs> in a good way. Um, yeah, I'd give it like a three. Mm. Give it like a three. Maybe a 3.5. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a three for for uh for difference i uh i yeah i think it's definitely whack doesn't doesn't go all the way though like they could have done a bunch more stuff with yeah the tech they had especially like this revolutionary technology um <laughs> yeah i'm a, i'm a echo seb's 3.5 i think that's a good good number for this one uh hopefully the sequel will be better when that comes out Situmo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was gonna say exactly that. Stimo, <laughs> Be very Stimo. nice. Do we have a... Tommy? Where's our wackometer? I'm not calculating these, but I have the oh, numbers. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, what were the numbers again? I'll calculate it. Two, three point five, two, three point five, three. Okay. I am Simone. I am Simone. Um, I believe what we have is a three. Mm. Wow. Cool. Right in the middle. Which? Nara has the other scores, right? Decently whack. Yeah. So we don't even know. Yeah, we don't even know. It's. I think it's less whack than the other ones, but we'll find out. Like, in yeah. this next episode, we can. Put it on the chart. Southland Tales was a five. Oh yeah. So that's we'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. I recommended it um, to someone and I felt bad after. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, should I tell them not to watch it? Will it be too much? I, I watched it I with know. Luke and when it finished, he was like, okay, and they just got up and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> but for what this movie? No, Southland Tales. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh Hannah, it's your pick next week, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, it is. And <laughs> What are we watching? I was Um I What movies are set in the future? Oh my god. I was thinking we'll click. find out next Did... time. Does <laughs> Are you guys into doing click? Yeah. I do I have to re I'm not going to rewatch it. I just saw it. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, There's sure, a joke let's... in Click Bed Bath Beyond and Beyond. That's so funny. Well, no, the Beyond The Beyond is, is the time travel. Oh yeah. You're right. That's the Christopher Walken's in there. It's funny. Or do you want to watch Idiocracy, which I haven't Ooh. seen in a long time and I can't give any kind of heads ups about it because I don't remember anything from it. I've never seen I want to see that. Oh, yeah, I saw Idiocracy. Let's do Idiocracy then. So, so not there's no Bath and Beyond and Beyond in that. Oh, I don't That's like not this the joke. guy. He goes bed, bath, bed, bath, bed, bath, beyond. Beyond? And yeah. beyond. There's not two beyonds. Okay. Are there two beyonds? He goes no. bed, bath, beyond, and beyond. How do you guys feel oh. about Luke Wilson? I like him. Uh, he's fine. He's really good in some movies. Yeah. Such right. as The Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Swaggy.
Okay, right. I'm I'm ready to watch that for next okay. week. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys next week. Wait, how does Bye. the movie end? Uh, thanks to uh, wait, wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Thanks to Emma Kudlack for the art and to Ian Mills for the music. Go to Shut at InsomniacFest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter, InsomniacFestival.com to learn more about us. Next week, we're going to talk about Idiocracy. And it'll be fun. Bye. <laughs> Wait, how's that in the end? end? We He's have adopted a baby filming. named Chip. Here's my baby named Chip. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's sorry. That's a post. That's a post credit scene. Chip. There's a post credit scene. Yeah, he's pushing around a a grocery cart, trying to make it seem like she's a real person, like shopping. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh Oh, God, I missed that. I gotta go back and watch that. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Okay, and then can we record something for after the outro where someone is uh, pushing a grocery bag?